podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. De Bruyne, oh, one mil city! Funnels! And Pogba leaves for McTominay! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable. With your host, Tariwa Chanakira, and his guest, it's Guy Drinkle. It's game week 19 in the EPL. You know what that means. A tad predictable episode 17 coming at you guys. And we've got a really fun, packed show today. A lot of fixtures to get through, so we're not going to mess around too much. I'll introduce my guest He's coming from behind the glass to in front of the mic. It's Guy Drinkle. Guy, welcome to the show. Hello. I am a Liverpool fan, so this is going to be fun. This is going to be very, very interesting indeed. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not necessarily where you thought Liverpool would be at this point at the start of the season, um, especially with the injuries and just the performances of late. But speaking of how predictable things would have been how have you found the the first half of the season can you give us a quick like your thoughts on has it been predictable unpredictable easy to guess the score lines the gameplay all of, all of, all of that fun stuff um i mean in terms of enjoyment first i think i've quite enjoyed games that aren't liverpool games cuz watching liverpool and maybe this is more recency bias than anything. It, watching Liverpool, it's not been as fun as it was. <sighs> Even when we like battling City for the title in in eighteen nineteen last year was obviously special, but the post restart form wasn't wasn't great and all that jazz. But like, I enjoy watching some teams like Brighton. I like really enjoy watching Leeds. Can't defend; <laughs> they're always fun. <laughs> um. Even like Chelsea, the Chelsea games rarely are boring unless they're against United and, and and stuff like that. But Leicester are quite fun. Southampton are fun. It's it's just strange. But watching Liverpool at the minute, obviously, I do I do uh, pods and, and, and shows and record stuff around it, so I have to watch them. But it's like I'd watch them anyway because the TV support etc. But it, it it's becoming a bit more chorish. Um, but in terms of predictability. <laughs> it's tough <laughs> it's tough because I mean I mean I think it's tough now at the start of the season I think I think most people would agree that Liverpool were the strong favourites coming into the season because they had well they, they battered the league last year they, they saw, um, Santiago signed Jota that's added to the squad we didn't start well. We started the season off all right. We got some. We got good results. Then the Aston Villa game happened. Then the Everton game happened. Probably more importantly, and the Virgil Van Dijk injury is 
it's not curtailed the season, but it, it it's made everything else tougher. Because it's always been Van Dyke plus one. <laughs> and <laughs> now it's not. Now it's Fabinho plus one. And for me, Fabinho's our best midfielder. So that's knock-on effect, struggle in midfield. We've only just got Thiago back for like a game and a half recently. So what? That, that's three months he was out for or something like that. And considering it was December, that's about 200 games. It's, for a Liverpool fan, obviously we're second. We've only just gone into second. I think the results have kind of been a bit misleading, whereas the performances haven't been that great. Um, but I think that may just summarise the problem for quite a lot of teams because maybe Man City aside, they started the season quite um, quite poorly, a bit inconsistent. But now that Ruben Diaz has settled... They're probably still lacking a bit of firepower, but they seem to have settled and now they're, they're looking strong for it. Man, Man, Man United, I, I don't know. I don't know what that team is. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. <laughs> you watch but them you and it's like... You mentioned the table, Guy. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of unpredictability, um, would you have said that it would have taken 18 games for Sheffield United to get their first win this season? I'm looking at Arsenal sitting in 11th mm. place. We got Wolves in 14th place, and and we, you know, I think many people thought with them not having the the travel of European football, they would be up there. I'm looking at Chelsea in ninth after all the signings they've made. Spurs in sixth place, maybe in and around there is what you'd be thinking. I, I had them in the top four. Mm. Uh, obviously, the big one, Man United, leading the the Premier League at the moment. Especially with the way that they have played, some are saying it's it's really been unpredictable, really been unpredictable. But this is what we love on the show, you know, because we rely on predictions. Uh, and we have brought Guy in because I wanted to find out what was going on with Liverpool. Um, and obviously, being someone that I'm assuming Man United is one of, if not the biggest rival for you, um, but we'll we'll get onto that a bit later on with the, arguably the fixture of the weekend. I think that's very fair to say. But we'll jump to a very important fixture lower at the table, and and Wolves won't be liking me saying that. But hey, as I said, they're in 14th place. West Brom are in 19th place, and West Brom are the ones that are traveling to Wolves. Now, we're going to do things a little bit differently today, considering that we've got a whole host of fixtures, I think 15 that we're going to get through. And the way I like to talk, the way Guy likes to talk, there's no way we're going to get through all of them unless I put some sort of strict rules uh, in place. We're going to go 90 seconds for each fixture. So, Guy, whether I'm starting or you're starting, we both need to be conscious of that and kind to the other person unless you just want to take the whole one minute, 30 seconds and and not give me time to talk. But I've got a timer here uh, and I'm going to put 90 seconds on the clock and we're going to break down Wolves versus West Brom. We can take it in turns. You can take a full-on monologue if you want, but let's see how it goes with this first fixture. Uh, as I said, Wolves versus West Brom, and our time will start now. How how do you see this game going? Um, it, I don't think this will be a pretty fixture. Um, I've got the injuries in front of me because you shared uh, shared a sight with me. Um, it it's not going to be a pretty game because Wolves have a lot of injuries. Um, Adama's out, Pedenta's out by the looks of it. 
Um, Jimenez obviously buggered. Uh, I say buggered. He's, he's head bro. Um, so I'm not sure who'll play up front. Probably Neto. I can't even remember his name. Catrone and Fabio Silva. It's not. It's not pretty up front for the for Wolves. Um, and and they've been obviously mixing about too much this season. And and West Brom. West Brom speaks for itself. That just they've not really settled into a big Sam team, and the struggles are there. And I mean, what we're halfway through January now, and I don't think they've made a sign of the. Well, the I think they've brought Robert Snodgrass in or something like that. It's not exactly inspiring stuff. So. I, I think this could be boring. I think a draw probably for me. Like I'll say one one. Don't you start this again, guy? <laughs> Don't you start this again? It worked. We were in a good mood. Well, I've got twenty two seconds because you hogged the whole full time. I'm gonna say this game is a tricky game for Wolves. I think Big Sam will have his team a lot more drilled and a lot more solid. You've gone for a one one. Uh, I'm gonna go for a one nil West Ham. I mean West Brom. Uh, win. I think that they're going to be solid at the back and they're going to have enough to get the victory in typical Big Sam style. And that's going to do it for Wolves versus West Brom. We'll move on to our next game. It is Leeds versus Brighton. And I'm going to start us off because you hogged the entire I, time last time around. <laughs> I did it the wrong way around. This is a much better game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's the Brighton team, a team that you're very fond of, as as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. But I'll start us off. Our time has started. Uh, and, you you know, for, for me in this game, I think it's going to be one of the more exciting games for the weekend. As you said, Leeds don't believe in defending and Brighton believe in pretty football. So I think both teams are just going to be running at each other and seeing how many goals they can score. The problem for me, though, is I don't know if Brighton can score that many goals. So I can see Leeds ending up running away with this one. And I'm I'm going to say 3-1 to Leeds. I think they're going to be a lot of goals in this game. How do you see this game going? Yeah, I see a lot of goals as well. Um they have a lot of injuries, and it looks like Calvin Phillips is suspended as well for Leeds, who's probably their most important player. Um, I'm not sure if they have centre-backs back yet. Um, I think they have one back, I can't remember his bloody name. Uh, but yeah, Le- Leeds need defensive reinforcement back. I know they've got Laurenti and Robin Cook, etc. But uh, they didn't exactly start the season too well. But Brighton have a lot of injuries themselves, or a lot of illness and doubts going off this um lamptey's been missing a while and he's, he's probably their main threat but percy towel they've brought back um more south african yes there you go so trossard towel and more that, that's probably more threatening than anything containing danny welbeck you'd probably say so i think there'll be goals um i'll back my back i'll back my guys and i'll go three two brighton Three to wow! You're giving Brighton three goals. That that's going to be a. Spicy I said four game. three last time, and it ended up three. You up. did. <laughs> that that like is that. true. And there goes the timer, reminding us that that time for that game is over. But I, I do like the big scores in this game. And uh, if you if there's a game to watch this weekend, I highly recommend that you watch that. Speaking of stuff that I personally highly recommend, there's obviously our presenting sponsors, Liberty Shield. And if you want to watch this uh, Leeds versus Brighton game, I highly recommend that you link up with our guys, Liberty Shield. Um, They are a VPN provider, and you can check out their services at libertyshield.com. As I mentioned, there are 15 games in the um, Premier League over this game week. And Leeds versus Brighton, if you're in the UK, in the... um, 
you know, the TV broadcasting bingo. If you guessed Sky Sports, then you got it right. But the game before that is on BT Sport. The game after that is on Prime Video. And that just gets you spinning on where you're going to be watching the games. Or you could just watch them all in one place. I mean, me personally, my one of my subscription, the Virgin Media subscription was coming up. And I've already gotten rid of that because... It's an unnecessary expense. I've got Liberty Shield. I've basically got everything I want there. I've, I've, I've got Virgin Media on there now. And it's such a joy to be able to watch games anytime I want, um, not having to fuss about where I'm going to find them. I'm excited with American sports that have kicked off. You know, we've got NBA is getting exciting. The NFL, obviously, I play fantasy football. So that's been cool to be able to watch games without any hassles and yeah i highly highly recommend them guy do you have anything to say on that or should i move on <laughs> yes move on because we have another great game to look forward to i thought that's what you were introducing oh <laughs> i thought you, you were introducing west ham v burnley that way and i was like that's a bit strong <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the game after, it's definitely um, one that is interesting. Let's hear what guys to say about it. It's West Ham versus Burnley. I'm going to start the clock now. Um, it, it's a strange one. Obviously, West Ham um, sold Haller, who's been their main striker. He's obviously not their main striker because Antonio is, but he's obviously played more minutes than Antonio, I presume, um, through injury, obviously, for Antonio. So if Antonio's fit and going off this screen, it looks like he is. That that that's such a huge difference for West Ham. Whereas Burnley, outside of Charlie Taylor being a slight doubt, they're not really missing anyone. Um, so if if Burnley can keep these keep the core of players fit, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be a challenge to anyone in the league. And um, West Ham are a strange team. I don't think they're in the best of form. I don't want to take up too much time. Um. They're mid-table in form, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go Burnley one nil. Interesting, Burnley one nil. Um, I'm gonna back West Ham in this game. I, I've liked the way that they've approached this very busy fixture period. They've been, you know, maybe not getting wins all out, but they've been making sure that they're not losing, and and that's a big factor. I think if my memory serves me, they've only lost two games in their last eight games, so they're very very tough to beat. At best, I think Burnley could hope for is a draw. Um, but with West Ham being at home, I think I'm going to tip them to get the win here. I'm going to mirror you, and I'm going to go with the 1-0 West Ham win. And obviously, I'm going to be right, so it's going to be embarrassing for you, Guy. But uh, we'll <laughs> move on to our next game. It is Fulham versus Chelsea. It is a London derby, and our time starts now. Obviously, Fulham coming out of a very inspired performance, I must say, against Spurs. I watched the whole game. I thought they looked really dangerous. Uh, you know, a few times where they could have capitalized and gone ahead, they didn't. Defensively, they still look a little bit shaky, but they've got a really good keeper at the back. So that's always helping them out. And I'm assuming they're going to be bouncing into this game in good spirits. I'm going to go with a... I think I'm going to go with a 2-1 Chelsea win. I, I still think Chelsea are going to have enough in this game. I'm looking at just squad depth at this point in time. 
Scott Parker mentioned the fact that they didn't get that much time to train for the Spurs game. I'd imagine then the quick turnaround, they're not going to have enough time to rest, recover, and then go away to Chelsea, even though they don't have to travel too far. Guy, I've left you 30 seconds pretty much. (laughs) What's your prediction and what's this game going to be like? Uh, Fulham love a draw. We've seen that recently. Chelsea love beat teams that are lower in the table. But N'Golo Kante is suspended, um, and he I think he's the one who holds the midfield together, even though it's kind of fallen apart a bit. Um, I'd make Chelsea favourites. Screw it, I'll be different, and it annoys you at the same time. one all. <laughs> one one That'll be another draw on the belt for Fulham. Obviously, they've looked pretty decent recently, and we've left all the time to spare. Wow, that was a good one. Um, we'll move on to the next game. Guy, it's Leicester versus Southampton. Now, we mentioned Leeds versus Brighton was a spicy game. Surely Leicester versus Southampton is also a spicy game. Yeah, it really should be, I think. The only thing holding this back, I suppose, is the injuries because Danny Ings, um, COVID, Che Adams' concussion, he might be back, I'm not sure, but football concussions don't do protocols, do we? Um... Uh, Gineppo's out who's another exciting player so I mean there'll be quite a lot of Walcott in this team <laughs> so that, that might take the excitement down also see that Vardy's a doubt so we've kind of just it, if none of these players play it we kind of sucked all the goals out of it mm-hmm. so do you really want to see Walcott v Ineacho? not really <laughs> <laughs> um, but depending who's fit I think you got to make Leicester the favourites because we've seen how South- Southampton they've obviously improved hugely and, and defended much better, but against Pace, the high line, I know they've dropped it a bit, but it can get exposed, and if Vardy plays, I'd make Leicester the favourites. Um, I will go 3-1 Leicester. 3-1 Leicester, piling in the goals, and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Vardy gets a lot of those, if, if that scoreline ends up being the case. Look, I do think Vardy plays. Usually when Vardy is listed as doubtful, he ends up playing. Um, I think it's just a management thing where he probably doesn't train as much in terms of just physical output, but then rests in time for the game and and, and gets to play. I think he's going to be the difference in this game. I'm going to go with the 2-0 to Leicester. Um, I think, yeah, Danny Ings missing is a big, big factor for them. And we'll see whether or not they can prove me wrong. You've given them a goal, at least. I have not given them a goal. I guess that's how much influence I think... uh, Ings has on them, and obviously I've gone over time, but I host the show so I could carry on talking. <laughs> we move on to the next game. I'll let you go first again. Is It's Sheffield United versus Spurs. A Sheffield United that got their first win, Guy. I'm very excited. It caught me by surprise. I didn't get to see the game, but hey, a win's a win, and especially this time in the season, getting a win, I'm sure, is a welcome surprise for them. Our time has now started how do you see Spurs bouncing back after very, I'm, I'm sure in their eyes, and as a Liverpool fan, I'm sure you can sympathise with them, a disappointing draw against Fulham and coming up against a Sheffield United side who have now won their first game. Can you see them going back-to-back or are Spurs just going to put water on that fire and that flame? I mean, Spurs should win. Beating a, a 10-man Newcastle team... I haven't seen it because I didn't watch much of it, but some people said dodgy pen. I might be completely wrong with that. Um, but struggling against a Steve Bruce team, 
Uh, Steve, Steve Bruce, another question mark. <laughs> One for Jake whenever he's <laughs> next on. But I have sympathy for Newcastle fan. Um, but Spurs should win. But similarly, as you said, similarly to Liverpool, they, they seem to be struggling to to finish off these wins. We've seen it. Newcastle, Fulham. Um, they had a few more draws early in the season that I can't bloody remember. Um, but the, the, I think they just have a lack of. A lack of. I think they need another goal scorer in the starting eleven, not just the squad, because Vinicius seems alright. Obviously, he got the. He gave the big Mbappe against uh, Marine <laughs> the other day. Uh, um, but I think you're not getting Ten the. Oh, I've kind of stole it all from you, but I don't care. Uh, nah, you right. you factored in another game, so I'm taking another ninety seconds. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think. Um, Bergvine, yeah, yeah, there we go. I think Bergvine needs to step up his output, but he's kind of right wing back and Mourinho and all that jazz. But if Son and Kane aren't doing it, they're in bother. Regardless how good like Ndombele is, for example. There you go. <laughs> nice. And I don't even give a prediction. Um, two nil Tottenham. Two nil Tottenham. Yeah, look, I know. Um, that Spurs performance was very disappointing for the Spurs fans. And it seems to me that, obviously, once they get that one goal, they're very comfortable sitting back, soaking up the pressure. And for the majority of the game, I thought they handled what Fulham were throwing at them quite well. But I think there needs to be a trigger point where you then really aggressively go for that second goal. And whether or not Mourinho is willing to do that, it seems he's quite reluctant. He will probably turn around and say... Son had a chance where he hits the post uh, when it was still 1-0 to Spurs. He gets that one in. It's 2-0. Game probably is over then. So I suppose it's either being more clinical or chasing more opportunities to be able to then get that second goal. In this game, I don't think it will be too much of an issue in terms of scoring goals against Sheffield United side. That really hasn't looked inspired this season. I think I agree with your Spurs 2-0 scoreline, but I can see them getting another one. I'm going to go with the 3-0 Spurs win. I think they react emphatically, and unfortunately for Sheffield United, they will need to be looking further down the fixture list to get their next win. But Guy, I'm very excited um, because it's time for Tad's Top 5, the second edition of Tad's Top 5. Last time we had it around, Spurs were in first place for that. Um, I don't know if they're going to make it onto the top five this time around. Unfortunately, Spurs fans, look, you you can't blame me. I think you just look at the performances. As I say, I I give it based on who I think deserves it. And, man, Spurs have not looked good. Um, For those that are new to the show, this is our top five power rankings of the best five teams at the moment. It's adjusted for, among other things, strength of schedule, margin of wins, just absolute sauciness. And, of course, this is my list. It's Tad's top five. It's obviously my opinion, but my opinion is 100% correct. I've never gotten a top five list wrong. Uh, You could see my last one. I think it was bang on in terms of form and as i said it's based on the form at that current point in time so don't come back at the end of the season and say oh remember your list uh, in in december um where's that team now (laughs) no that that doesn't count it's a top five based on the parameters of that specific time when i do the list 
Uh, Guy, are you ready for the top five? Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, I'm assuming you are shaking in your boots. Well, we're not. We shouldn't be in it, so no, <laughs> not really. They are not in the top yes. five. If there was a bottom five, maybe maybe mm. you would have more luck being in that one. But they are not, uh, categorically, they are not in the top five. So we will go with our top five. And as I said, this is Tad's top five. It's the authority on top five power rankings in the Premier League. It is the critically acclaimed list, Tad's top five. Number five comes in, and it's an interesting one. We have West Ham at number five. That's right, I said it. West Ham are the fifth best team at the moment in the Premier League in my power rankings. 18 points in their last 10 games, fourth best in the league. Uh, They've got wins against Villa, Leeds, Everton. They drew against Southampton. The only two losses they've had recently are against United and Chelsea. So, you know, I think many teams would take that. They're looking solid. I think David Moyes also has a nice list of fixtures coming up. Um, We mentioned West Ham Burnley. Obviously, Guy gave the 1-0 to Burnley, and he's wrong on that one, so don't worry about that. I gave the win to West Ham, and I think that they're going to go on a little bit of a run as well going forward. But based on what they've done so far, they're in fifth place. Number four on Tad's top five, it is Everton. And the misery will continue for the rest of this list for Liverpool fans. But Everton are fourth on the list. They've got five wins in their last eight games, six wins in their last ten games. They've beaten Chelsea, they've beaten Leicester, they've beaten Arsenal, and these were all consecutive victories. I don't know many teams, if you put those three fixtures in a row, are going to get nine points from those games. I don't care who you are. It's just insane to do that during a December period when all the players are suffering in terms of just fatigue and energy and levels and not being able to fully prepare for the games. They also then turn it around and get a a win against Wolves Uh, just the other day with no DCL in the team. I think that's very, very impressive and promising for Everton fans, hopefully for their fans and their sake. They keep the good times rolling. Third place, flying into third place on my list, coming out of nowhere, straight out of left field. It's Fulham. Fulham have made my top five list. If you had told me at the beginning of the season that Fulham were going to make one of Tad's top fives, I would have probably said, dream on. Just dream it's not going to happen. But I'll tell you exactly why it's going to happen. Guy, I'll need your help here. If I gave you a list of fixtures, Leicester City, Manchester City, Liverpool, Southampton, and Spurs, how many of those would you think a team could avoid defeating? I would have given them one point out of that group. One point out of that group. Well, Mm. they only lost to one team. You mentioned one point. They only lost to one team out of that group of fixtures, and that was to Man City. And obviously, Man City are a pretty formidable team. So I think that alone, just degree of difficulty in not losing those games, getting draws in those, also getting you know some wins in there as well, is ridiculously impressive for a Fulham side that looked like they were going down. They looked like a sinking ship. Their owner came out to apologize for the transfers. Um, and then the team wasn't performing well. As I said, they had played Spurs uh, yesterday. And they had, what, two days notice to prepare for that game. And they still get a draw. They looked impressive. They could have even gotten the win. 
if Kamara just put his head up and, and saw Lookman in acres of space. I mean, this is a team that has surprised me and fully deserve to be in this list. If you think they don't deserve to be in this list, you're wrong and you're just jealous that your team isn't on the list If because that that's the only other explanation I can have. Looking at you, Liverpool fans, I'll be honest, you're not on this list, as we've mentioned. Sorry about that. The next fixtures, though, are a problem for me. I think... When you play Fulham, it's it's going to be about when do you play them. And if you look at Fulham's next fixtures, unfortunately for them, so they've just come up against Spurs. They get the draw. That's awesome. Really good result. As I said, they could have gotten more. They then play Chelsea, who we've already said that's a tough fixture. You know, guys given it a draw. I've given a win to Chelsea. After that, okay, you've finally done Chelsea. You then play Brighton. They play good football. And then, you know, you play West Brom away. It's it's really tough sledding for them. But as of right now, the way they've performed, I think they've done really, really well. The degree of difficulty shot them straight up this list for me. They're coming in third place. In second place, it is Manchester United Football Club. Now, obviously, as a Liverpool fan, this is very difficult for me, and I spare a thought for Guy Drinker as well. This is a very difficult time for us, but you cannot deny it. They are top of the EPL. That's all that should matter to United fans. Don't worry that you're not the best team in the EPL. Don't worry that you're not the most attractive to watch. They've got the most penalties. Even when they kick opposition players, the rest are still giving them the penalty. The bottom line, look, just focus on the bottom line. And the bottom line is that Man United are getting that W on the score sheet. And that's all that matters. At the end of the season, no one's going to care. They're just going to see the table and they're going to see you guys getting those Ws all the way through December. I think they, they, they get the job done. That's That's the bottom line. They get the job done. And at the end of the day, as I said, 15 years down the line or whatever, no one's going to remember these games. They're just going to remember United did really, really well. Will it last? Well, I don't know if it will last. If I'm a United fan, I'm just saying right now, who cares? We're winning games. Oli is at the wheel. Everything is sweet. We've got Liverpool on the weekend. I don't think there's any pressure on Man United in that game. Obviously, with Liverpool's home record, we can come there. We can play on the counter-attack against that dodgy-looking Liverpool defence. And I actually, if I'm a Man United fan, I'm feeling quietly confident about that game. We're the team in form. We've got that counter-attack. We know Liverpool's defence is going to be dodgy. If Klopp doesn't come with a game plan to score like three or four goals, I can see United taking that game. And yeah, in first place, as I said, the misery on this list does not stop for Liverpool fans because in first place is Manchester City. That's right. Manchester rules Tad's top five this time around. People have been sleeping on this team for a while now. And this is your wake-up call. City are the team primed to win the Premier League for me this season as things stand. They've hung on for so long without even having a recognized striker. The key thing for me, though, is that their defense has really, really turned off that leaky tap. Diaz and Cancelo, I think, have been a huge factor for them in that um, they've only conceded two goals in their last eight games. That's right, two goals in their last eight games that they've only conceded. Uh, no one even comes close to that. 
the games in hand are the only thing, in my opinion, that are lulling people into a false sense of security or some sort of comfort that City aren't a factor this season or, you know, they didn't have a great start, but they're starting to build momentum at the perfect time. Once that December is finished, now you're going into January, you've got that momentum, you've got the ball rolling. They've got players coming back from injury, coming back to full fitness. I'm telling you, they're a problem. They're a serious problem this season. And you can ask any Liverpool fan, and I happen to have Guy Drinkle on the show, um, about getting into false senses of security when City are in the groove, albeit with games in hand. Uh, Liverpool have suffered from that, Guy. But that is my top five. West Ham in fifth place. Everton in fourth place. Fulham in third place. Man United in second place. Rounding up the Manchester teams, the team that is top of Tad's top five is Man City. Guy, as a Liverpool fan, how do you feel about my top five? It's correct. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. Don't like it. It's what? What? I don't like it. <laughs> who would who would you even put in that list or who would you move around? That's a perfect list. Someone less depressing for me. <laughs> that, dude, your feelings don't come into this, unfortunately. My no, feelings don't come into this. They don't. I'll do a guy's they top don't. five. No, no, that sounds weird. Um, Drinkle's top five. That sounds less sexual. Who's who? Who's who's in Drinkle's top five? Well, not them teams because it upsets me. <laughs> name name a team. Name name one team that's in Drinkle's top five that deserves to be in a top five list. Villa. Gross. Gross. <laughs> don't 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 even bring that up. I'm sorry. You're gonna bring Villa into the top five. Oh, this is the same time. Aston Villa. That's what, like ninth on the form table? Seventh. Ninth guy. Seventh. Ninth. They're ninth. <laughs> Look, um, yeah, you clearly need time to reassess your top five list. Anyway, mine's correct. Send a tweet <laughs> congratulating me on another perfect top five list. I'll really appreciate that. We'll do plugs at the end. But guy... We've just had the top five, and the number two team in the top five, in Tad's top five, Man United, they travel to Liverpool. How do you feel about this game? I'm going to put us back on the clock, 90 seconds on the clock, but I'm going to let you have license to wax lyrical about this game. Uh, how do you see this game going, Liverpool versus Man United? I hate this fixture. <laughs> it's always terrible. Um, it's always a boring game. It always, it always like makes me nervous before and like any other game apart from like a final. It, it's just horrendous and it's always boring. It's always boring. It's always nil nil, one all, no shots, nothing happens. And apart from the mad years when there's Moyes or whoever or when Rogers was terrible towards the end, it's it's just always bad. Um. <sighs> Like, I'll get my prediction out of the way and it's going to annoy you, but you're a Liverpool fan. This game is always a damn draw. One of the games is always a draw, so I'm going to go one all. But I think Liverpool's chances is completely dependent on Joe Martin's fitness. And that is the worst person to depend on for fitness. Because if we, have Henderson, if we have Henderson at centre-back, that's bad. If we have Nat Phillips at centre-back, that is bad. If we have Reese Williams at centre-back, that is bad. Rashford, etc., will run past any of them. They'll run past Fabinho, and that's how, well, I say good centre back. That's how a defensive midfielder playing at centre back. <laughs> it's. United will not have a better opportunity to secure their place at the top because our team is bad. It's being 
I don't know. The, the fact that we've not signed a centre-back yet and rumours we're not going to, Jesus. That, that's for, not, for, not for this podcast. I don't know we're on a time, but Christ, it's bad. But I, don't, I just hate this game. And United, I, I think Martial got injured the other day, didn't he? Cavani could probably hurt any of the, the younger centre-backs and Henderson, let's be honest. So I, I kind of feel like Man United have the tools to hurt us, whereas... Um, I think Bayern might have some sort of doubt and so does Lindelof. But outside of that, I can't think of many. Uh, Matic got injured as well, as did Martial, obviously. So, I mean, they're missing a few. But I think our injuries obviously hurt us more because we don't have any de- defenders. <laughs> um, and Rashford, Bruno, I, I think that's enough to hurt us. But T- I think Thiago and Matip, I think that'll be the factors for Liverpool that decide this game, to be honest. Because if Thiago can keep the ball for us, then you're taking the ball away from Bruno, you're taking it away from Pogba, and that's their strengths. If they're if they're off the ball, they're kind of playing with nine men there. Maybe Bruno less so, but Pogba off the ball, it's not really a factor, is he? So, yeah, it, I, I think it'll be boring. I think it'll be boring. I'm pretty sure you'll agree as a Liverpool fan, because it is always boring. I do not think it's going to be boring. Oh, the reason not. why it usually is boring is because Liverpool have a defence. They no. did not have a defense this time around. So I don't see Man United scoring less than two goals in this game. And because I'm a Liverpool fan and there's no way I'm predicting Man United beating Liverpool, I'm going to go for a 3-2 Liverpool win out of necessity. Not out of anything other than necessity. Liverpool have to score three goals in this game if they want to win it. Because Man United against Liverpool's right-hand side of defence is going to be a massacre. I don't see any single way that it's going to go well. I doubt Matip is going to play in this game. If he does, I think it's risking the rest of the season for Matip, and I don't know if Liverpool would do that. I think they might see it as, okay, it's one game. Even if we lose it, I know it's bad that we lose it, but we can make up the points Later on in the season, I can see that being the mindset of Klopp and, and, and the staff. And for that reason, Matip doesn't play the game. And that is just music to Man United's ears. I think that, you know, Trent on that side hasn't been playing well in any case. So that's already an issue. And then you pile on the fact that you're going to have someone that shouldn't be starting in a Liverpool versus Man United game at centre-back for Liverpool. As I said, I don't see Matip playing. So they're going to score goals. Uh, if Martial, I see is a doubt. If he does come back for that game, I'm nailing him for a goal because I think he he would absolutely love playing that game and, and has a goal in him in that game. But yeah, Liverpool have to score three goals out of necessity. And <laughs> please, just score. Just score three goals. Just score three goals. The shooting boots have to be on for that game. But we'll move on as quickly as we can now because I'm tired talking about that game and I'm already scared about that game. We move to Man City versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace obviously played tonight a time of recording against Arsenal. But as I said, Man City, we've gone back to back in terms of one and uh, one and two on Tad's top five. Man City against Crystal Palace. How do you see this game going? Man City win. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, really. I think, obviously, we don't know how Palace's game is going to go tonight at this stage, but it's going to be it's going to be Wilfred Zaha tech. It just is. <laughs> Crystal Palace's tactic is going to be pass the ball to Wilfred Zaha. Hopefully, he skins twenty five people and does something. <laughs> and it it's done their objective of keeping up. But and I know they've had the odd win against teams like Liverpool, Man City. 
Man City famously, obviously the the last couple of years. Um, but I just I just don't see it. Like as we say, Man City's fragility is gone, um, or seemingly gone, and it can improve further. They can add Laporte back and Diaz, Laporte, Stones has obviously improved. Walker probably. Well, I'd keep Cancelo in there. Yeah, I mean, so would I. I mean, Zinchenko, Zinchenko and um, Cancelo is good. So yeah, I think I don't think Man City they don't have the firepower without Aguero in the team to blow teams away, but they're winning one nil comfortably now, and I don't like that. <laughs> Two like goals it. conceded in their last yeah. eight games. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is going to be a Man City win and you mentioned mm. they haven't been scoring that many goals I, I'm going to give them a lot of goals in this one I'm going to say 3-0 to Man City what are you going to go with I'll go 2-0 2-0 conservative 2-0 uh, not as conservative too much but conservative nonetheless speaking of conservative we have a Newcastle team that plays quite conservatively I think uh, traveling to the Emirates Stadium Arsenal side that can we say they've had a resurgence, Guy? How do you see this game going? Yeah, I think we definitely say they've had a resurgence. I mean, since they've brought in the youngsters out of necessity, really, I think William and um, it might have been Aubameyang, actually. Who, I think they were injured or ill, uh, one or the other. Um, and they brought in Smith Rowe, Martinelli, and, and Saka being used a bit higher up, I think it's been. They've just improved tenfold, really. Um, I think Martinelli's injured, which obviously doesn't help, but Lacazette's been improving. Aubameyang was going to play anyway, so Saka, Smith Rowe, them two. It's it's a good it's a good front line. I think Smith Rowe, he may he may not be like Messi level talent or whatever, but the fact that he actually can pass the ball forward dangerously, <laughs> it just it just fixes it doesn't fix it, but it helps the entire team because Williams been a waste of space. Nicholas Pepe has been one of the worst signings ever in Premier League history, so it 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 just it just adds up and. It, it should improve if the youngsters improve, but I mean, the other question mark is Newcastle. They've had the COVID problems and the sympathy for that, but Jesus Christ, you're not going to get relegated. Try attacking a little bit, for God's sake. Just a little. <laughs> Just, Just a little, a little bit. bit of they've got attack. attacking talent. Like Wilson, Fraser, I know, I know um, Sam Axman's been out with COVID after effects, but him, um, Almiron, the uh, Jacob Murphy, except I, I just don't get why they don't attack. It's all they've got more attacking players than defensive players, and I don't care. I'm going over because Newcastle fans, they get in the media. They get oh, what what else could they wish for? And I've watched like one <laughs> Newcastle game in like a month, and I, it still haunts me. <laughs> it's that boring. <laughs> it's just terrible. It's terrible, and um, yeah, I, I understand the frustrations, but. Not nothing's going to happen because Ashley and all that jazz. So hopefully they get taken over soon and some sort of excitement. Scoreline? Oh God! Um, if this was a few weeks ago, I'd be dead on nil nil. But Arsenal's improvement. Two uh, nil Arsenal. Two nil Arsenal. I, I agree that Arsenal's improvement is a huge factor in this game. I don't see Newcastle scoring, and this game just basically depends on which Arsenal turns up and whether Arsenal can get a goal in this game. I, I think they can. Uh, I, I'm in agreement with you with the youngsters that have been brought in. I think I think what usually happens with the youngsters is they don't get given too many tactical instructions. The, the manager sort of just 
small instructions, but let them play their natural game. And that's going to be to the benefit of Arsenal because they won't be as timid and, and as rigid as some of the Arsenal performances have looked. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you with the 2-0 Arsenal score. And we'll move on to now these are games where teams have already been mentioned here before. But it's West Ham versus West Brom. We've already spoken a little bit about both teams, but this specific game... Um, I'll put you on the clock and I'm keeping you strict to the clock yeah, this time because we've spoken about both teams. I'm, <laughs> I'm laying down the law here. How do you see this game going? Um, I think West Ham will be favourite to this one. West Brom aren't, aren't that good, but they might be coming off a final win. We don't know at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but West Ham, bearing any injuries in, in the game or in the time, I think Antonio against that fragile West Brom defence. I mean, Antonio against 200-year-old Bronislav Ivanovic. That sounds Oof. fun for West Ham fans. I will go 2-0 West Ham. 2-0 West Ham. Look, I had given West Brom a surprise 1-0 win against Wolves. Well, I guess some people would say it's not a surprise based on Wolves' performances this season. But they'll be bouncing into this one after a win unfortunately they're not going to get back-to-back wins for me I think West Ham as I said they're in my top five deservedly in my top five I never get it wrong and I think they're going to continue the good times rolling and I'm going to go with a 1-0 West Ham win just a comfortable 1-0 and then move on to the next week and we will move on to the next fixture it's another exciting game it's Leicester versus Chelsea this is a very spicy game guy how do you see this game padding out, obviously, you know, you assume if Vardy didn't make it for the the game before, then he'll be making it for this one. If he doesn't make Southampton, he makes Chelsea, right? Yeah, you'd presume so. He'll, he'll play both. <laughs> it's just, as you said <laughs> earlier, he play, he's, 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 he's injured all the time, but he just plays. Um, again, this is a strange one. Chelsea struggles against top side, top half teams. Um... But Leicester do love a ball. They do. Um <laughs> it just depending if Chelsea play a high line, etc. Thiago Silva against Jamie Vardy. Oh. Oh dear. Um I, I can't see that being too fun, but I imagine they should drop it. We've seen it in Tarsen, they've did it against United and stuff like that at, at, at times. So hopefully Frank's smart with that if he's not been sacked by then. Um I will go. Screw it, I won't go for a draw. I will go... I'll trust Brendan, which I should learn from and never do ever again. I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. 2-1 Leicester. Very, very interesting. I'm going to embrace my inner guy in this one. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. You disgust me. (laughs) I I know, I know. I I just don't see either team pulling away in this game. And I, I think, as you mentioned, the Kante missing thing is a big factor for me. I think he would have been really pumped going up against his old team, I think he probably would have been able to hold that Leicester City defence. But we will move on to the game that follows this one. I mentioned it when I was mentioning Fulham in my top uh, Taz top five, and I mentioned that their next fixtures are a problem for them. As I said, they, they would have played Spurs on the Thursday. Then on the weekend, they played Chelsea. And then they play Man United. Is there a better time for Man United to play Fulham after those three games, considering the short turnaround Fulham have had to have? Well, I suppose it depends what happens in the Liverpool-Man United game, because they could be coming off such a joyous occasion, or they could be coming off 
a disappointment. So, and obviously, the, the, if the injuries are right, what I mentioned earlier, if they've continued into this game, tired legs, etc. But same case for Fulham, I suppose. Um, I think it just depends on what rotation it is, because Man United's squad isn't the strongest. Um, but obviously either is Fulham's. So can you overplay Bruno? Can Fulham overplay like Zambo and Gisa, for example? He seems to be the key player for them, I'd, I'd, I'd say. Um, do I dare go for another draw? Just just count the chickens <laughs> with Fulham. Obviously United are the favourite. If if you, if Fulham push up and Rashford, etc. But again, Rashford's going to have to play like every bloody minute. And that happened last season and he suffered for it. So I'll say United win. I'll say... Let's go mental. Let's go 3-2. That should be a very interesting game. For me, I think Man United win that game regardless of what happens in the Liverpool game because either they're going to be in a good mood and then they're going to carry that into this game or they're going to be disappointed and looking to make amends. And unfortunately, as I said, Fulham playing those three teams in a row, just the amount of running they're going to need to do, they're not going to have a lot of the ball in any of those games. And it's just going to be too much for them physically. I think their players suffer in this game for it. And I'm going to go with a 2-1 Man United win. Right on the buzz, I snuck that one in. We move on to the top team, uh, according to me, Man City. They go against a team that makes guys top five. Sorry, Villa fans. <laughs> I, I don't think this time around you made it. Last time around, they were in my top five, but not this time around. Guy, it's Man City versus Aston Villa. Take us away. I think this will be a good game. Um, outside of maybe Liverpool, um, United in terms of size of fixture, I think this could be one a really good one to watch. Um, I think Man City will be favourites, but we've seen Aston Villa. I mean, even when they slipped off a little bit, they seem to bounce back. <laughs> we Liverpool have no, definitely seen no. Aston Villa. <laughs> but they, they had a slump after that game, and then the bat. I know Arsenal aren't in the best form, or certainly back then they were terrible back then. But they bounced back against. Arsenal, I mean the bat of them. So they have obviously got a good thing against good teams, and they give United a good game the other week. So I think it might suit playing against good teams for, for Villa. Uh, it might give more space to someone like Grealish, Watkins, etc. But Man City, we mentioned it, imperious in defence. So I don't know what I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go two all. I think, two all. I think, I think Villa have got it in them, and they're, that would they're be well rested massive. if COVID's not destroyed them. <laughs> That would be a massive result for Villa and I suppose for the rest of the league because that would really bunch everyone up again, I think. Um, for me, I, I think City are just going to be in a mental zone at the moment where they're just going to be picking up wins left, right and centre. And I see them doing it again in this game. I can see City getting this one 2-1. Uh, obviously, it's at the Etihad. City are so strong there. And as I said, they pick, they're getting more and more players back and... We will move on to the last game for this game week. And it's our beloved Liverpool guy. They go up against Burnley. Obviously, as you mentioned, the, the Liverpool-Man United game this weekend. Burnley would have been coming off a game against West Ham away from home. So that's two week, you know, two games in a row where they're going to be traveling first, first to London for the West West Ham game and then they have to travel all the way up north to Liverpool for that game is that a factor not a factor how do you see the game going it's it's obviously a factor but I'm sure Premier League 
players will be kind of used to it. I mean, Burnley to Liverpool's not too far, I don't think, but the London one will be a bit, bit of a bugger, obviously. Um, I mean, Liverpool at home, this should not have anything to do with Burnley. Liverpool's home record speaks for itself, but at the same time, they might have lost that home record by the time this game bloody <laughs> happens. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool at home, regardless of the away form, we've been better at home, apart from the West Brom game, obviously. They, they just have to score goals. Like The defence is the defence, but we have to start scoring more goals, and these are the teams we need to start doing it against. Brighton, Burnley, West Brom, Fulham, etc. So, if we get... It, that That's the thing. With without Jota, we've not really had two of the front three playing well. It's always been just Salah, just Marder. It, it's never really been just Bobby, but that's another question mark. Um, but we we need two of them playing well together, and we're not really seeing that enough. I'll have confidence in us winning it. I don't think we'll win it comfortably because Burnley and all that jazz. I'll go two one Liverpool. Two one Liverpool. Look, the thing for me is with the way Liverpool have played this season, and as I said, they need the win against Man United. I called it 3-2 out of necessity, scoring three goals. And we know Liverpool score their goals in batches, unfortunately. That means they're only getting one goal in this game. And I, unfortunately, see this being a draw. I think they'll get the high of beating Man United. They're going to come into this game, try and get a 1-0 win where they manage the legs a little bit and Burnley come up with a late winner. I mean, a late goal to get a draw just because that's what Liverpool's done all season. I can't go against what they've done all season. I'd love them to get back-to-back wins and, you know, start trying to pull away or, you know, stay with Man United or try and hold City off, whatever the case may be. But that's not the Liverpool of this season. That's the Liverpool of last season. They would go and win back-to-back. This season's Liverpool with the defence that's in place, with the strikers or forwards not playing too hot at the moment, not being too clinical. I think that Burnley pull up a frustrating draw for Liverpool. And and if I'm not mistaken, Burnley did that last time around. They were at Anfield. Obviously, the title was now oh. won for Liverpool by then. Oh, but that. yeah, I, I think that's... And it's a very sad note for Liverpool fans, those that have stuck with us throughout the podcast. I thank you for staying with us throughout all of the podcast. But it's, you know, um, it's the reality of the situation. As I said, just go through my top five again. West Ham in fifth, Everton in fourth. Fulham in third, Man United second, Man City first. And that is going to do it for us and another episode of A Tad Predictable. Guy, do you have anything you want to plug, put over, promote before we wrap up? Yeah, obviously Liverpool focus over on AI, sister site, you know, that jazz at Guy Drinkle. I'll be all on that. Uh, all the stuff will be on there. Um, if you're into video games, me and my co-host Carl will be recording tomorrow evening. Um pretty much Disney have kind of got back into the video game sphere and announced an Indiana Jones game and Star Wars is free of EA and all that jazz. So there'll be a lot to discuss tomorrow on that. So yeah, if you want a bit more video game chat, we'll be on there as well. That sounds very, very interesting. From my end, you can go ahead and check out all the awesome content on EPL Index website. Obviously, EPL Index are the presenting sponsors in association with Liberty Shield. That's EPLindex.com. Check out the website. Check out all the articles that are there, match previews, post-match reviews, player performances, all the news that you could wish for, especially 
you know, during a transfer window now, I know it's a bit slow, but if you want to pick up what the gossip is, what's going on, some player assessments and stuff like that, check out the website for that. Of course, there's the daily podcast show, the Two Footer Podcast with Dave Hendrick. Finally, you can also check out our flagship show that runs weekly. It's the EPL Roundtable where Kev DeVries sits down with panelists from respective EPL teams. They're reviewing and previewing the happenings around the EPL. I'm sure they're going to have a lot to talk about. They usually record Sunday evening. Uh, you can follow this show on the Twitter page, ATAD Predictable. You can follow at EPL on the Twitters. You can subscribe to EPL Index Podcast channel on your podcast provider. Give us five stars. Tell me how awesome my top five is because it kind of is. Question what guy's top five is because I'm I'm very worried about that one. Um, I've been Tadio Chinakira. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Tad Predicts. As I said, send me the congratulations for another episode where I nail a top five. The lovely lady that does the intros and our guest intros, Jody. she's at Spursy141. Give her a follow. Our producer behind the glass, he was in front of the mic this week, Guy Drinkle. As I said, tweet him at Guy Drinkle with comments questioning what is his top five. I'm sure he might tweet something out about that maybe a bit later on. And remember, Chisinga Perry, Chino Shura. Podcast Network. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's radio, B-E-E-T-S dot com, code DEAL.